Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 and good morning i'm gary randall thank you so much for joining me today it's monday march the 7th 2022 in the year of our lord on march 7 1965 a march by civil rights demonstrators was violently broken up at the edmund pettus bridge in selma alabama we've seen a lot from that bridge Uh, every year they have a walk across that bridge State troopers, the sheriff's posse, they came in. They roughed a lot of people up, hurt a lot of people. That became known as Bloody Sunday, the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. Today in 1876, Alexander Graham Bell received his U.S. patent for his telephone. Today in 1911, President William Howard Taft ordered 20,000 troops to patrol the U.S.-Mexican border. Today in 1916, Bavarian Motor Works, BMW, had its beginnings in Munich, Germany. They were building airplane engines. Today in 1926, the first successful transatlantic radio telephone conversations took place between New York and London. I didn't notice what they talked about, probably the weather. Today in 1936, Hitler ordered his troops to march into Rhineland, therefore breaking the Treaty of Versailles. Today, in 1975, the U.S. Senate revised the filibuster rule, allowing 60 senators to vote to a limit debate in most cases, instead of the previously required two-thirds of Senate senators present. The filibuster rule has become a major issue with the Biden crew that runs Washington, D.C. now and runs our country, unfortunately. Uh, They've talked a lot about it. They've talked about getting rid of it. Uh, They've been warned from within their own party, President Biden, Chuck Schumer. They've been warned within their own party that would not be a good thing to do. Um, I think they've backed off for the moment because they've got their hands full with the chaos they've created worldwide and certainly are creating in America, but it's in the back of their mind. They should not go there. Ten years ago today, President Barack Obama speaking at a Daimler truck plant in Mount Holly, North Carolina. He made an urgent appeal for the nation to, his words, wean ourselves from oil. He called it a fuel of the past, pushing the U.S. toward green energy, the big E, green energy. I want to talk a little bit about the impact that words like that are having on America, on the world, for that matter. Two days after the president's State of the Union address, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, she hosted a best practices roundtable. She wanted to talk about climate change. While the world is standing on the threshold of possibly a World War III, Russia is out of control. They're killing people in little country homes across Ukraine. They're burning down people's homes. They're not fighting a 
war the way they've been fought in the past. They're just killing people randomly to take over the country. We stand if this this thing could emerge into something so much bigger than it is with a wrong move. And believe me, we have the leadership or lack thereof in Washington, D.C. to make wrong moves. They've made a lot of them. But as we stand on the threshold, Europe is poised. Germany is acting like they haven't act, acted for a long time to help the Ukrainians. They understand Unfortunately for us, and unfortunately, our own leadership seems to not understand what's going on. So while while the world stands at the threshold of a possible just expanding war, we are obsessed with transgenderism and green energy, while America is staggering under its own weight. It's pretty pathetic. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. But before that, we must be informed, but we must not lose hope. Hope is not interchangeable with being informed. Some people say, well, I'd rather not be informed so I could be hopeful. We can be informed and hopeful. I believe that God created us wonderfully and marvelously in his own image and likeness. And we have the ability to know what's going on if we decide to be informed and still be hopeful, even when these people are driving our country off the cliff or trying to. We can still be hopeful because there is a greater perspective, and it's called a biblical worldview or simply trusting in the Lord with all our hearts, not just leaning to our own understanding, but trusting the Lord, who has never changed, who created all things. He has a plan. He is never late, and he is in control. The prophet Jeremiah wrote a verse you probably may have on a little plaque or something in your Bible or in your house. You may have memorized it. Jeremiah 29:11 says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. That means a hopeful end. In Psalm chapter 42, verse 11, the psalmist writes, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. We've memorized this one, or we should have, if not. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah was writing those words thousands of years ago. Isaiah 40, 31. And in Psalm 121, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Doesn't that sound better and feel better? God is in control. But our world is in chaos. 
And I want to talk a little bit about that chaos today, but don't for a moment get depressed or feel that somehow everything's out of control. It is on the human perspective, and if you're not a Christian, I understand the anxiety. I do. You should probably be anxious. But if you know Christ in a personal way, if you're serving the Lord, if you're walking with God, what I'm going to be sharing this morning has everything to do with you. If you are not, if you're rebelling against God, if you're living outside of a personal relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, then I understand the anxiety. And there's a lot of it. It's very high in America and really across Europe and around the world today. But our peace does not come from circumstances, and it certainly does not come from political leaders. It comes from the Lord himself. He is the author of peace. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. Not like the world gives, but my peace. It's different. It's eternal. Two days, as I said, after the President's State of the Union, his administration was obsessed. Oh, not not with Ukraine, not with Russia, not with China poised to, by most accounts, take over Taiwan, the people that know, some from the past administration who are a little more clear-eyed than some of them that are in the present administration, are saying, in fact, Nikki Haley was saying yesterday, and she's probably going to run for president, she said she's planning to run if, if Donald Trump does not run in the 2024 election. But um, she was saying last night, she was our representative to the United Nations. She's a very, a very powerful person and uh, very conservative. But she was saying last night or yesterday afternoon on Fox that she said, China taking Taiwan is not a matter of will they, it's a matter of when will they. She said they are poised to do that. She said, I know, I have knowledge, they're going to make an attempt. Now, they could be turned away by circumstances, but that does not look good in light of what Putin is doing to Ukraine. As we stand by and wag our finger, words, words, words come from the White House, but not actions. He said, well, we're we're doing all these sanctions. It's really biting into Russia. Is it really? You know, we're we're sending Russia a king's ransom every month. We're essentially funding, we meaning the U.S., funding his efforts to take over Ukraine by buying oil from him because we've made stupid decisions in the last 12 months. Let's talk about it for a moment. President Biden claims he's inflicting pain on Russia. Those are his words. While in reality, he's paying Putin nearly $700 million a month for Putin's oil while he's killing our own vast oil resources for his greater cause. James Pinkerton wrote an article about Biden's comments. He said, that was nice to hear, but the real test is not words, it's deeds. And as for deeds, it seems that the Biden administration is operating on a kind of green autopilot, still acting as though the Russian invasion hasn't happened. And so it's not doing, he's not doing much. 
Overall, the Biden plan is still think green with little true regard for the changed world situation. Yet no world event seems to penetrate the smug complacency mixed with a kind of smug urgency of the Greens. Greens as in the Green Movement. Continuing, Pinkerton says, Why is this? Because they've built themselves their own little dollhouse, giving a free rein to their fantasies in that green playground. Mr. Bad News is not welcome, because everything is make-believe. It is. For the last three decades, as the issue morphed from the global warming to the more catch-all climate change, this crew of people, the Greens, has become well-funded and rich. It's a big deal. And along the way, Big Green has created its own parallel world, simultaneously expensive and childish, which weirdly mimics the kind of the venerable diplomatic and security institutions that we have. It's kind of a shadow of reality, but it's not reality. So whereas when the world watched summits where, say, wars were ended and these days Big Green has its own high-stakes summits, they have this COP, Conference of the Parties, and they name it for the, for the, for the year. It was 26, the last one, 26 years they've been doing this. But now they seem to have seized a greater amount of control. They're self-aggrandizing. Their bills they put out like they're a government unto themselves. The supreme decision-making body of the United Nations, they call themselves often to the press. This 26, 26 seems to be taking control of the leaders of the world. This has been a long-playing gravy train for these guys who are already rich, but they're making millions, if not billions, of dollars off this green movement. It's like religious fervor with indulgences. <laughs> Martin Luther would go crazy if he saw what they were doing. Astonishingly, though, total annual expenditures for climate change research and mitigation. You hear that word a lot. You've probably heard it yourself if you follow the news. I think many, most of you do. But they use that word all the time, research and mitigation. Do you know what we're spending annually in the world today? For this, mostly from the United States, $632 billion every 12 months. For that kind of money, it's no surprise that people everywhere, they want in. Richard Moore, he's the head of the M16. That's Britain's top intelligence agency. He pledged last year to use M16 resources. That's like our CIA, I think, or probably similar to our CIA, not the FBI so much, but one of the two, they used their resources to spy on other countries to verify their compliance with climate change pledges. This green spying is needed, Moore said, to address the climate emergency, the foremost international policy agenda item of this country and for the planet. You got that? So the threat from Russia, China, ISIS, other genuine enemies has been downgraded, and green whimsy has been upgraded. But meanwhile, more green money for more 
as he keeps a watchful eye on all those dreaded carbon dioxide molecules that are out there to get you and me. They will kill us soon if we don't accomplish this. Greta Thunberg has told us that. We should know. Interestingly, even a war raging and the Russians are spewing CO2 more than ever before. Tanks and jets and all this stuff going on over in that part of the world. Look at the CO2 that they're putting into the climate. But that's okay. We give them an indulgence because that's different. But you people that are sitting at home trying to pay your bills and make your budget and have a life, oh no, you're not going to have that because we're going to win this green war. It's nuts. The green movement has convinced themselves that they're fighting an epic, a religious war, a good war, a moral war, more so than even World War II. Only this time the enemy isn't Hitler. It's CO2. They don't worry about an atomic World War III. They worry about World War E, E for environment, E for existential threat. On March 2nd, as the Russian invasion grew even more threatening with Putin, that's the second was what? Less than a week ago, last Friday. Any, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, this Peter Beinhart tweeted that nobody should be any less cavalier about nuclear an, uh, annihilation than climate annihilation. These people, I've lost it. Well, people are getting killed with bullets and tanks running on diesel or whatever they run on. They're out there saying, "No, no, this we should we should be focused on climate, not on this." Well, kids like that 18-month-old child that I saw die on a video last night in the street of one of the Ukrainian cities in his in his father's arms, with medics in the middle of the street trying to save his life. Man, that's real. This other green thing is so full of holes, it's pathetic. And that mental state, and I, if, if you're not a regular listener to this program, I just want you to know, I, underst I understand the Bible teaches stewardship of this planet. I'm not talking about stewardship. I'm talking about this whole idea of, of a green movement being really a, a, a shadow box for raping the world economy, particularly our own country. But in that mental state where emissions from auto tailpipes are just as dangerous as an atomic bomb, it's little wonder that the Biden administration has not blinked on climate change being America's most existential threat. Senator Tom Cotton is all over this. He's a Republican from Arkansas himself. He's a veteran. But he tweeted uh, last week, last Thursday, I think it was, he said at $112 per barrel, it's much higher than that now, but he said at $112 per barrel, the United States is sending $22.4 million to fund Putin's war machine today. It's time for Biden to sanction Russia's oil. But Biden won't do that because inflation is getting out of control here in America. The price at the gas pump for all of us is going up exponentially and he shut off the Keystone Pipeline so we can't get oil that we could have had. Twelve months ago, we were energy independent. Today, he's begging the world for oil. While he denounces it and damns it and says it is the greatest existential threat to America, is fossil fuels. 
That's how confused we are in our world today. That's why your vote counts. My vote counts. Hopefully, if they'll count it, and they don't change it. But that's where we are today. Obviously, the idea of Biden paying Putin nearly $700 million a month is a bad idea. But the money continues to flow because to those who think they're fighting World War E, this blood money is a mere detail. The real issue is the sea level in 2100. We've got to address that now because the beach may, 20 feet of our beach may be gone in the year 2100. This has become a theology. It's become a religion. And the dogma and the theology of it all is beginning to unravel. The other day, on March 4, Elon Musk, he's well known for his car, the Tesla, among other things, and in communications as well. He's got those satellites all over the place up around the earth. Some people say he's put up so many satellites. I don't know that this is true. I, I really don't. I haven't taken time to look into it, but... Some have said, who don't like him, uh, and, he, and he gives peace and people reason to not like him, actually. But anyway, he's, he's, he's a strange guy. But anyway, Elon Musk, he's made a fortune making Tesla cars and batteries. Some have said that he's put up so many satellites, communication satellites, going to shade the sun and change the climate. Man. Anyway, he tweeted this. He's the guy that is the leader of the green car movement, the Tesla, he said, quote, hate to say it, but we need to increase oil and gas output immediately. Extraordinary times demand extraordinary measures. If Elon Musk thinks we need more oil, and he's the, the battery guy, the electric car guy, anyone who studied the global environmental movement has no doubt about this whole thing being pretty organized and having a real spiritual overtone. And you've probably heard the word Gaia. It's spelled G-A-I-A. It's it's pronounced different ways, but mostly people in English pronounce it Gaia. Gaia is a revival of paganism that rejects Christianity. It considers Christianity its biggest enemy. This is all in writing. Its biggest enemy and views the Christian faith as its only obstacle to a global religion centered on Gaia worship and the uniting of all life forms around the goddess of Mother Earth. That's what, that is the altar at which our president is bowing down, Joe Biden. I don't know if he knows that or not, but he is. He's like a leading prophet even if he doesn't even understand what it's about. Maybe he does. I don't know what he knows. But Gaia is a revival of paganism. It rejects Christianity and sees Christianity as, a, as the stumbling block, as the wall to the globalism that they want, all in worship of Mother Earth. We, were all, we all evolved from the slime of this planet, and this planet gave birth to us, this idea that we were somehow made by some deity up some in the sky somewhere, that we were all made in the image and likeness of God. and in the, that's, that's not, it's old. And we've moved past that. We've evolved. We've progressed. As they say, we're making progress. Well, that isn't progress. It's sliding down the slippery slope into hell. 
And that's what's going on in our world today. It's demonic. It's a mixture of science and paganism and Eastern mysticism and feminism that's made this pagan cult. It's a growing challenge to the teaching of Christianity, biblical Christianity. Some Christian preachers have evolved, and they don't touch on anything that's controversial. In case you're wondering, I have not evolved in that way. I'm not trying to be controversial on this program. I'm trying to get to the truth and just stand on God's truth. Gaia worship is at the heart of our government's environmental policies, the Endangered Species Act. All this nonsense flows out of this whole idea of Mother Earth. And it is a spiritual thing, not a political thing. Gaia worship is at the heart of the all of these the United Nations Biodiversity Treaty and the President's Council on Sustainable Development, all of these things come out of that. Mother Earth. The religious movement with Vice President, former Vice President Al Gore, he's made his hundreds of millions off this thing, so you, you don't hear that much from him anymore, but he shows up. The United Nations, its various NGOs, certainly President Biden and his administration are all prophets for this religious movement. I'm not saying they know what they're they know it's a spiritual matter, but it is. In in Gore's book, The Earth in the Balance, I think he that was the first one he, he wrote. Then he wrote the, the, the one that most of us have heard about. But in Earth in the Balance, he claims the deity of Earth. And he blames the falling away from this pagan god on the environmentally unfriendly followers of Jesus Christ. The United Nations has been extremely successful in infusing the great, the green religion into an international government body. Gore wrote in his book, Earth in the Balance, on pages uh, 258 and 259, you can check it out. He said, the rich, richness and diversity of our religious tradition throughout history is spiritual resource long ignored by the people of faith who are often afraid to open their minds to teaching first offered outside their own systems of belief. But the emergency of a civilization in which knowledge moves freely and almost instantaneously through the world has spurred a renewed investigation of the wisdom distilled by all faiths. This pan-religious perspective may prove, I'm quoting Al Gore, may prove especially important where our global civilization's responsibility for the earth is concerned. Now we have become one of the purveyors of the green gospel. We were known as the great missionary country on this planet. As God moved across this country and blessed this country and caused it to prosper, we became the fountainhead of missionary activity around the world. Missionaries not for the green gospel, but for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The cult of of Gaia, is basically a rehashed, modernized version of the paganism condemned by God himself in the Bible. It's a new face, but it's ancient paganism. There have been other religious movements that have presented similar revelations, but I will tell you it's all a big lie. Paul spoke to this in Romans chapter 1. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the important God for the images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over to the sinful desires of their hearts, to sexual impurity, for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator. 
That's my point. Thank you for being with me today. It's always my privilege to spend these moments with you. Thank you for your support. Um, Without it, we would not be having this conversation. I'll see you tomorrow.